0: This podcast is for all the seekers out there, and I sincerely hope you enjoy. Hello, listeners of Spirit Talk. (laughs) I appreciate you so much. I know I've said that a lot, but thank you for tuning in once again. If you're new here, hi, how are you? Thank you. Thank you for coming on and giving this a try. I feel like I'm building kind of a spiritual family with you guys, connecting on Instagram and on the Facebook spiritual discussion page and through this podcast and and getting to know a few of you, it's just, it's felt really amazing. And sometimes I just feel like I'm talking to myself here. So to make those connections, it's, it's helping me stay motivated and realize why I started this podcast in the first place. So I appreciate you very much. I know I've said that before, but I'm going to say it again, probably again and again and again. It's a little like-minded tribe that we we have going here. So, you know, even though we may, may not have met in person, you know, if you've interacted with me on Instagram or wherever it is, I, I see you and I appreciate you tuning in so much. Today, I have a special guest. Her name is Emily from Solar Sister Tarot. And she is just the sweetest, most lovely person. We talk about her transition from being a stage actor to having, having a bustling business during quarantine times, of being a professional tarot card reader now, which she didn't even really see coming, but it was all definitely faded, and you'll see that in our conversation. We talk about things like ghosts and um, imposter syndrome and all kinds of fun stuff. So without further ado, please lend your ears to Emily and I's chat hi emily thank you so much for joining me it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today thank you it's amazing to be here You know, we met over Instagram, of all things, and kind of became friends, and you were the very first ever person to buy one of my numerology uh, reports, charts, readings, whatever I'm calling them. Yeah, we just kind of clicked, you're all the way over there in England, and I'm here in Canada, and we've kept in touch through Instagram. How amazing. I love it. Mm.
1: Yeah, I love it. I love all my Instagram buddies. It's so cool to like meet people through that app. And I feel like everyone's just so friendly as well. Like people think social media is this place and, you know, it's quite negative and stuff. And it's I've just met lovely, lovely people. And to meet you, especially with you doing numerology, it's always been something I've been so interested in. So to learn more through you is just really cool.
0: Yeah. And the same, I, I can say the same for you is learning about well, about tarot, but also about astrology, because you're kind of combining the two now, which is very cool. Um, I absolutely love your tarot scopes. So kind of a combination of horoscope with tarot. How did you, did you think that up? Did you see somebody do that?
1: Yeah, I saw um, a really great um, Instagrammer called Chris Corsini um, doing them um and he's amazing like he's so passionate he's so full of energy and I was like I feel like this is something I need to do monthly but obviously in my in my own style and in my own way um so I started doing them and it's really funny when I look back on the first ones that I did I can see how nervous I am doing them and how unconfident i am even just reading the cards at that point so it's really allowed me to like get a lot of confidence in just reading for maybe a a collective as well rather than a specific person and people kind of take what resonates or or don't so yeah it's really really cool
0: yeah i hadn't thought of it that way you know reading for a collective is much different than on an individual kind of level i went back and watched the ones for my sun, moon, rising. Well, particularly, I like the sun and the moon. Well, rising as well, but there's a fight between my sun and moon and rising. <laughs> <laughs> Water fire kind of thing, I watched the March one, and it was so bang on, so you're doing such a good job there, and I love it, and it feels so in alignment with you know you and you bring your own flair to it, and it's amazing. I love it it's
1: great, it's great for getting people in as well, for getting clients because people have a little taste of what it might be like to have a reading, and if they're scared or worried about it, they kind of see can watch that at their own leisure, and they realize it's
0: not it's not a scary thing at all. <laughs> Right. Yeah. You make it fun and lighthearted. Now you are an actor or are an actor and we're working, were you working on the stage in London when you lived there? Yeah, so I I moved,
1: um, I'm originally from West Yorkshire, um, like the north of England, um, and I moved to London to study acting uh, for three years as a degree at drama school, which was really cool. So yeah, that's kind of how I I got started, but it's mostly mostly stage that I've done some commercials and stuff, but yeah, I'm, I'm still pursuing it, but at the moment there's obviously no industry, which is really sad. Hopefully it's going to start coming back soon, but particularly theatre has been hit pretty hard. So I'm putting my
0: creative outlet into my tarot in a way. Exactly. And that's (laughs) what I was wondering. Do you think that you've taken something from your career as an actor into this new career that you've kind of made for yourself as a professional tarot reader? You must have
1: yeah definitely definitely because I mean it is telling it's essentially telling a story both of these professions are telling a story and I do a lot of reels and stuff on my Instagram as well which is really fun because it's like it's acting but it's also incorporating the tarot and incorporating a bit of comedy as well making it a bit a bit lighter and because I feel like spiritual spiritualism um and is that I've just said the right word there my brain didn't
0: um, yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah,
1: that's right. That's right. um Spiritualism—it sounded weird when I said it—and <laughs> <laughs> um, tarot and all of these things. I feel like they can be quite heavy um, as subjects, and people get quite kind of bogged down with that with the heaviness of it. Um, so I feel like finding the comedy and finding the lightness in it really helps people a lot. So that's kind of what I'm trying to do with my with my acting, my reels. <laughs>
0: I love your reels. You're like made to do them. You do so well at them. I mean, and that's what I think when I think you're an actor. And first of all, your numerology, I've seen your numbers. You're like living in your purpose being an actor, right? So combining the two kind of skills, it's really beautiful to see. And your your reels are so funny. <laughs> I get a real <laughs> kick out of them.
1: I love doing them
0: (laughs) (laughs) so how did you come up with solar sister as a name
1: so it was my friend my my lovely housemate that I used to live with I was batting around loads of different names and I think had spiritual sister uh moon sister like loads of different ones um and she was like what about solar sister because it's like a, a play on words of like solar soul sister and solar system and I was like yeah that's really cool so um, yeah, it was my my lovely friend Roz. She'll enjoy the uh, the shout out there.
0: <laughs> lovely. She made it up for me. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, it works. It works. It's an alliteration, and it kind of because of the solar ties in the astrology that you've so much more pulled into your work. So, huh. so let's get a little deep here. I've read an article. About you, how amazing, a British magazine, I guess, um, I got a link to. And sadly, you lost your mom at a young age. Mm -hmm. I'm so sorry you had to go through that. You mid-20s, her Mm -hmm. mid-50s. You describe her as your soulmate and um, explain that, you know, she was a big kind of cheerleader for you developing in your own spirituality and she was like very excited about potential gifts that you were seeing within yourself and her passing kind of led to what you even call a spiritual awakening I don't know if I have a question to go along with this or more of a what are your thoughts on I've You know, talk to a lot of people about the beginning of their spiritual awakening and kind of what led to that or what their observations are looking backward. And a lot of people have it in common where they kind of experienced a tough time. It's either grief or, you know, some kind of loss or whatever it is. It's some people describe it as a dark night of the soul or just a very hard period in in their life. And it leads them to. The bright spiritual awakening. Not always easy, but it definitely is a catalyst. And I wonder if it's like our, you know, in this human experience, do we need to sometimes have that kind of dark period to catapult into this awakening? What do you think?
1: I think so. I think so. I think going through that kind of stuff is like never easy. Like you say, it's it's really messy actually. And losing my mum was just you know, it's one of the hardest things that's ever happened to me. But she was so fascinated with all this stuff that I know that she would be like, yes, this is amazing. I'm really, she was so fascinated by the spirit world in particular. Like I used to go to ghost hunts and things when I was younger with my friends and we'd go to like an old pub in the middle of nowhere and, you know we would do like a, a seance and so it was really cool and I loved all of that stuff um, and whenever I'd come home from one of those nights she'd be like wow what happened and did you get picked to do this and, and uh, it was really one of those things that she just loved and I know that she would love me doing tarot she always had crystals around as well not really for kind of holistic Reasons or for healing properties, but she just she loved them and she always had them around. And my dad still got them all. And she would always be burning incense. It was just one of those things where I I was almost introduced to these things. They were just part of my my childhood growing up. So to me, they're they're I'm just massively connected to them. But yeah, what was your what was your question again? Sorry, I've gone off
0: a bit. Of a um, excuse me. No, I don't think I really had one. You go mm-hmm. ahead. Um, I I yeah. I was talking about just how the darkness kind of led to a spiritual awakening and what your thoughts are on that. I've noticed that within a lot of different people, but yeah, you've answered it. And so your mom sounds lovely. And you also talk about um, her bringing you a sign not too long after her passing. How did that go? Yeah, so I
1: remember that me and my brother were sitting in my bedroom, my kind of, um, in my hometown, uh, family home, bedroom, and we were both just sat silently. Actually, we weren't speaking. We were both just kind of sat there, and it, I think it was a couple of days after she passed, so it was very, very solemn. The house is very quiet, and she was one of those people who was always running around the house. So she had just so much energy that the house just felt empty, and it was like someone had just opened a window or a door. And there was like this rush of like cold air that just hit us. And I said to him, oh, did you, did you feel that? That that was like really, really cold air. And he is like not really interested in that sort of stuff. Like he would never really say if, if he'd experienced anything like that. And he was like, yeah, that was like freezing cold air. And I was like, where is there a window open? Is there a door open? There was, there was nothing open. And I just knew that that was her way of saying, I'm I'm still here. I'm still looking out for you. You know, even though we were sat there in that contemplative silence, maybe it was almost like a meditative thing that she was able to connect to us because we were so we were so quiet. And it's interesting because me and my brother, I've looked at our astrology birth charts and we actually have the same moon sign. So we were very connected in that way in our emotions and how we're connected to our mother because the moon sign is your relationship with your mother. So we've both gone through this real really similar grieving process. Um wow. Yeah, it's it was fascinating. Um, but yeah, that was one of the first times when I really felt connected to her. Hmm. Um and I see a lot of white feathers. I really connect sort of signs from my mum with white feathers, and I've been seeing so
0: many lately. So I know that uh-huh. she's really She's really happy with what I'm doing.
1: Which is wow. Mm-hmm. I
0: absolutely adore that story. I find that, you know, Spirit really does want us to know they're here. Like mm-hmm. if anything, I I have had the pleasure of connecting to Spirit and you know, a lot of them the message is the same. I exist. I'm, you know, I'm still here. So that's lovely. And I did not know that the moon sign is connected to the mother relationship. This is news yeah. to me. How yeah. fascinating. Yeah. Huh. The birth experience
1: as well, apparently. Um, so, yeah, if you look up your kid's moon signs, they might mm-hmm. explain the, the kind of birthing experience. But I think we both had very labored and long <laughs> birthing experiences, me and my brother. Um, and what is and your moon I, sign? A Virgo. So it's oh. very slow, like steady, um, energy, but I think I took ages to turn up and I was a very heavy baby as well. So I took a long time to, to come and he was breech. So he was completely the wrong way around. Hmm. Um, and he's an Aquarius sun. So it makes sense that he's kind of a little he's twisted bit around because he's a little yeah. wacky.
0: <laughs> yeah. A little bit of a weirdo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of my sons is Aquarius moon. So I get that, um, okay that's so interesting of yeah <laughs> and the heavy no that's okay the heavy baby equated to earth sign that kind of makes sense to me I love this mm-hmm. I'm gonna go down that rabbit hole later on today <laughs> yeah it's fascinating um, I've just
1: started an astrology course just recently because I've, I've most of what I've learned has been mostly just from me re- researching and finding it interesting but working with a, an astrologer who does it for a for a job is incredible like the insight that I'm getting is is great particularly that that birthing experience stuff I didn't know anything about that before
0: so yeah I appreciate you sharing that and um yeah I am inspired to learn astrology as well right now just slowly through my own research as well but yeah yeah, maybe one day through a course as well because you know people think horoscope like what they've read in the newspaper or something like that and it's just so much deeper than that. Oh, just one yeah. sec. Now, sorry, I've just had to take a little break because of my son. There we go. <laughs> and we're back. Now, you mentioned you, you've, you're taking an astrology course. I want to kind of rewind back to shortly after your mom's passing, you've got this experience, this sign from her, you're kind of experiencing an awakening. How did you start off what was your first kind of thing that you wanted to learn or go into was it tarot um
1: tarot was actually only something that I started last year um properly um but I'd had my tarot deck for about eight years I bought it when I was at drama school I was playing a character who was a mystic I don't know if you know the play um Blythe Spirit Um, no I don't but it sounds um, amazing there's a great character in that, and she's very eccentric. Um, and she's called Madame Arcati. And I was like, okay, well, I need a, a couple of props to play around with for some exercises. So I thought, well, she'd perhaps she'd probably have a pack of tarot cards. So I got these cards, and I was playing around with my with my friends. And I thought, oh God, I'm never going to be able to learn all of these cards. And I just kept them as to, to have a little bit of fun with. And I had a pack of angel cards as well, which I connected to more actually. And I know that there's some people that do prefer oracle cards over tarot cards but yeah they were just something I I had as a bit of fun and then um, I took a course um, it was like a meditation and yoga course over lockdown when we first went into lockdown in the UK and and there was a lady on there who did tarot and she was like you know is anyone interested in learning um how to do tarot and I was like well it's funny you say that because I've had this deck for like eight years I don't know what I'm doing with it Um, And she was like, well, I can give you a technique and see if you like it and, you know, see what happens. And it was just like a light bulb went off and I was like, wow, I love doing this. And I started reading for my housemates and my friends and then set up my page and it all just kind of
0: was history from there, really. (laughs) Wow. Wow. And, you know, when I hear that kind of somebody talking about the momentum behind something that they didn't have any kind of plan for before, I think ding 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 it's like oh it's because it was like in an alignment with your soul's plan and yeah how lovely so that is so neat and the fact that you played that role and had the tarot cards before yeah, yeah. it's all just like kind of fits together when you look backwards hey
1: yeah and they were just sitting there all that time in that drawer um and the cards that i bought were actually a really difficult um <laughs> deck to read. So I was kind of like, oh no, why did I buy these ones because I think they're called the Tarot of Marseille and they don't actually have any images on them. So if it's like 8 8 of pentacles, it's just 8 pentacles. There's no imagery on there to help you learn them. So that's probably partly why I couldn't learn them at that time, but like you say, I feel like it was just in alignment with what was meant to be. I was meant to just find it later.
0: So right. Yeah. And I love that you're saying that you were taught a technique Actually, I just had a thought that maybe one day you teach how to read tarot. Oh, and I got goosebumps. This yeah. is uh is this in the works even? You're nodding your head. Yes. Yeah,
1: I I it's I think it's in my chart somewhere in my astrology birth chart is something about I think it's like Gemini Jupiter or something There's something about teaching or imparting the wisdom onto others and um, it's definitely something I'd like to do but I still feel like I'm even though I have my you know my business and everything I feel like I'm learning like every day mm-hmm. and I think that's what people need to realize is that when you pick something up you don't just become an expert like that like it, it's definitely like a gradual thing and you need to like give yourself the time to learn it as well and just have patience with yourself like I still have a little like cheat sheet that I keep on my, in my desk. And I feel like it's like, it's okay to, to take your time to learn something. And actually, that still helps me having that there. It's just a little reminder in the middle of a reading.
0: Sometimes you go dry. It's just one of those things. Yeah, especially the cameras on. That's a really good point. And I think a lot of people do feel overwhelmed by, you know, they want to do something. They want to say, try tarot or even Mm. meditation or anything like that and they you know make it bigger in their head than it should be because it does take that first step and you know many steps of learning along the way and we can't just become experts so yeah I'm talking to myself as much as anybody else because (laughs) it does feel kind of um, uncomfortable to be in that very baby learning stage at times but Yeah. So thank you for that. Cause that's inspiring to people that, you know, you're doing it and you still have a a cheat sheet. How, (laughs) how brilliant. And it just speaks to your own empowerment. You have probably hit an alignment and felt like, well, you know, I'm going to do this and walked through any fear that you had. So that's lovely. I love that so much.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think people just need to stop putting pressure on themselves that you need to be perfect straight away. You need to have this, and actually, like when I'm doing a reading for somebody, it's it's about the message. It's about the detail as well. And you know, you can take your time with something. I go, okay, okay, I just need to double check what this means. The client's not gonna, they're not gonna care, especially in those beginning stages as well. Like when I first started doing readings, it was all practice. And I was drawing the cards, and then I'd I Googled the meaning and I'd read out the meaning to people, and still, I was doing like a pay what you feel at the time, but people were still paying the same amount as what they pay me now, and I, I can read the cards without you know looking them up, so mm-hmm. um, I think people just need to stop putting pressure on themselves
0: sometimes to, to mm-hmm. be. There. Well, and there isn't really a canned answer that would apply to any reading, right? Like you may pull the Mm. same card and you're going to say something differently in this, with this person and their reading versus another, right?
1: Yeah. You could have like 10 different readings with like 10 different tarot readers and they pull the exact same cards and the the interpretation could be completely different.
0: Mm -hmm. It's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. And I like how you mentioned the pictures because... Thinking of tarot, and I am more drawn to learn tarot. I was one of those people who was always, oh, I, I like oracle or angel cards mm-hmm. because to me, I could feel into them and interpret them in my own way. And I felt as if I had a lot of memorization to do, or you know, learning through through tarot. Not that I'm um, shy away from learning, but just you know, priorities, right? <laughs> um, so, thinking about the pictures, this might sound strange but that didn't really occur to me that you would look at the pictures i kind of learned that through your page you would describe the picture of okay this is three of swords and look at the actual depiction of the picture on the card that makes yeah. so much sense now that you say that
1: totally it's an intuitive thing isn't it because you know sometimes you might look at the image and see something completely different like i feel like it's, even now like i i look at i was looking at something the other day i think it was the six of swords and the image is two people in a boat and they've got all these swords in the boat. And the way I interpret that is that these are, this is the baggage that you're taking with you on this journey in this boat. And I didn't realize on one side of the boat, the water is choppy. And on the other side, it's it's completely still. So it's like you're moving away from the choppy waters into more peace, serenity, calm. So it's like little things, little things like that in the imagery. you go, oh my God, I've never noticed that before
0: right cool so when you first started reading for strangers did you kind of fight through an imposter syndrome in any way
1: oh yeah 100% I've got loads of imposter syndrome (laughs) because I'm a I'm a Virgo moon so I'm like constantly perfectionism everything has to be perfect like (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah definitely definitely um but I think as well it's because I was reading for friends obviously you know them very well and you know the ins and outs of their life so it's very easy to interpret it and go okay well that might apply to your job that you're doing and a lot of the time when I meet people for the first time obviously I don't know anything about them at all so I might ask them some open questions but I th- I think it's quite it must be quite similar with with like mediumship as well you don't want them to give absolutely everything away um but you still want it to be like an open conversation so I think that's something that I'm learning over time as I'm meeting more and more people that I are not my close friends that I'm doing readings for.
0: Yeah, it's kind of a learning of how you're getting the information. It is very intuitive, Mm. the work that you do, for sure. And now you've kind of segued me into what I wanted to talk about very beautifully. You said mediumship. Now, I read in this article that you saw a spirit and you Interpreted it to be your spirit guide, right
1: mm.
0: wow, 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 because you know even with professional mediums, having seen a spirit is very rare i would- I would say just from the many mediums I've talked to, so what does that mean to you Have you seen more than that the one I've mentioned in the article, and has that experience stuck with you? Do you toil with that in your mind over and over? Yeah, I mean, I, I've I've always
1: believed in ghosts and spirits, um, until recently when you put something on your story about do you believe in ghosts, and I was like, well, obviously yes, and then I realised I think a couple of stories afterwards you were like, a lot of um mediums actually don't believe in ghosts. You know, if you if you pass over you, you go to the other side. Why would you be left behind? And I was like, this literally made my brain just go. Phew. I was like, what? <laughs> and then I started questioning all these experiences that I'd had. And um, I I I house sitted for somebody once, and I, there was this very very negative energy in the house. And um, me and my ex boyfriend at the time were, he didn't believe in that that sort of stuff, but I kept telling him that I'd had all these experiences, and it was. I'd had like weird dreams in the house as well of like this old man running up and down the stairs, some of the pictures and like in the house would move around. There was a little kitten that was there. We were looking after and it would just like freak out and the hair was standing on end and stuff. And yeah, it was a lot, a lot of experiences. Um, and then I had a friend that came around to look at the house and she was um, quite sensitive to that sort of stuff. And she said that she saw, a girl in the mirror in one of the bathrooms and that was one that I kept get locked, getting locked in so yeah and then I was like grabbed from behind in like one of the rooms like physically touched and I, I was just like no there's no question in my mind that that ghosts are real particularly in that house I've had experiences um in like qu- quite a few of the flats that I lived in in London as well I saw somebody walking down the hallway but they didn't look like they were from this world it was very is a very strange I knew that it wasn't a human and all of my housemates at the time were in the same room as me we all stood in the kitchen and we saw well I saw uh, this person walk down the hallway in like a white shirt He was very hunched over um, and I went to see a lady a few weeks after that and she told me that it was a spirit in the house and he really likes our energy and that's why he was there so yeah that was that was another experience I had but uh, if, yeah there was no doubt in my mind that that spirits were real until that that kind of came up and I was like wow like yeah it just totally totally blew my mind um but yeah so this occasion when I saw the, the what I think is my spirit guide I was chatting with my lovely friend Yasmin who I used to live with and we had we have very very deep conversations like we were really debate she's a Sagittarius um sun and a Gemini rising so it's it's all like very fiery and chatty yeah um Mm -hmm. and we were chatting away and we were very intensely in this conversation and out of the corner of my eye and I get this quite a lot actually I saw a figure standing on the stairs and they were all in white and it was a very um he had quite a broad um chest and he was just standing there really proudly it was just out of the corner of my eye just for a split second and I, I jumped out my skin. And I was like, "Oh my god, Yasmin!" There's somebody. I thought I saw somebody standing on the stairs. And he was, yeah, he was all in white as well, which Im- immediately made me think like angel, guardian angel, spirit guide. And she naturally was was quite freaked out. Um, and we kind of left the area where we were sitting in the in the living room. We went upstairs. And I said, "I feel like that. I feel like I need to go back downstairs." It felt like there was just a rush of energy, and it felt like. The only way I can describe it is like a pub, like a bar. It was like, there was so much energy swirling around. And I just knew I had to go down there and experience it. And it was like, my head was spinning. My ears were ringing. I was hearing like weird, it sounded like somebody like about to speak. It was like a, oh, it was really, really, really strange. So many things were going on. It was like all my senses were just exploding all at once. (laughs) Um. And then I spoke to a lady not long after that, a, a, a medium who told me that there was a spirit in my house, and that he he was quite young. Again, I, I get followed by these young male spirits. It's really weird. <laughs> um, I wish uh, young men would follow me in real life, but they don't. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he apparently he had a problem with alcoholism and and drugs so I don't know if he was showing me that atmosphere that he was so comfortable in or if 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 it was something because it was quite a new build the house as well so I don't know if it was maybe it was a pub before or something but yeah I feel like I'm still discovering so much like I don't have all the answers but that experience was just it really blew my mind But I I think in the past, I would have put that down to be a ghost. Mm -hmm. But I I, now I wonder if the experiences that I'm having were actually spirit guides. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you know, it is. I still think about it all the time. Uh, You know, people approach me about it. Since I've talked about ghosts, I've had so many requests locally to come and cleanse the house, cleanse the home because they experience things. And and that's after talking about how, you know, I don't even know if I do believe in ghosts. So just the topic is so, you know, (laughs) invigorating to people. And yeah, I I don't know the answers either. I think, sure. Yeah, I think you did experience a spirit guide at least at some point. And or, you know, maybe we're shown little bits of another dimension or another Mm -hmm. time you know, maybe it isn't just them hanging around our world. Maybe we're getting a glimpse into another timeline or, you know, you can go real deep with this kind of stuff. But I love that how you describe it of feeling the energy of maybe you did get a glimpse into an old pub or, or into his life. And I think just from things I've read about you, from talking to you and just Knowing kind of your energy, I think you're very naturally mediumistic. I really do. You could probably develop that to no end. And I do believe that spirits on the other side can sense there's a different light on it's like oh I will be able to get through to that person right whereas other people who are walking through just denying that they ever could read energy they're not going to get anything so maybe it is a case of you experiencing these spirits because they see you you know they see that you'll be able to do it
1: Mm, yeah it's interesting because it's a, a lot of them are the same type of spirit as well they're often young young men I don't know what it is and maybe there's a sensitivity that that women have or because they're similar to my age I, I don't know but I find it I do find it fascinating and the audible thing always always shocks me I had it with a medium I went to see a medium and um I heard somebody kind of she she was talking to my um my grandma, my granddad. And she was saying, she said to the other spirit, she was like, oh, can you just give me a minute? I'm just finishing off with this, this conversation. I'll get to you, please, please wait. And I heard audibly like a, oh, like I want to speak. It was very, very strange. And I went, I jumped out of my skin and she was like, oh, so you heard that too.
0: (laughs) Oh my goodness. I have experienced audible um, actually out loud sound with my own ear of course it's different than you know your mind's ear but I've heard it and it it was very <laughs> jarring as well so I get what it you're sounds, saying
1: right it sounds mental when I say it as well when I'm like it, it sounds like a, a grunt but <laughs> almost sounds like comical but right. in the moment
0: it's like whoa what the hell was that <laughs> right you know I've been following um an Instagram page uh shoot, I might forget what it's called. Um, a lovely woman named Megan. I think she's from the west coast of um the states. Oh, mm. she's got a rebel heart. If you want to look into this, because I love she- her. Oh, do you? Okay, yeah. so beautiful red hair, and she's a medium. Okay, mm-hmm. so she's built this spirit box. Oh uh, wow, I could, I, I, I could watch a whole page of just her doing spirit box because yeah. and she's she's very good at um reels as well and TikTok like that, like similar to you. So the spirit box she's learned through another page and I guess gathered all this I was about to say ingredients, no, whatever the the pieces are that you make it from and she's made it and she's got spirit coming through on it, like out loud where anybody could hear it because there's a speaker. So yeah, for the listeners, if you're interested in seeing this spirit box, go to She's Got a Rebel Heart Instagram handle because it is fascinating and it's got me wanting to make one. (laughs)
1: Incredible, there's something about it that scares me a little bit though, as well, and I think it's like the fact that you can actually hear like words it's yeah,
0: you it's can hear words,
1: yeah, and like the tone of their voice as well, like i I saw one um on YouTube actually that did with with celebrities, and they communicated with obviously celebrities that had passed, and you can actually hear the tone of that celebrity's voice it's it's actually amazing,
0: wow, um.
1: Yeah, I totally believe in it. I think it's incredible.
0: Right. And, you know, those those spirits that come through the spirit box wouldn't, I wouldn't classify them as a ghost. They're yeah. just making contact, you know. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. The ghost topic is a whole thing. And um, yeah. yeah, I'm glad you brought it up. So would you or have you thought of being interested in developing that part of yourself, the mediumship, the psychic abilities? Yeah, definitely. I think that's something I'd be,
1: I'd definitely be interested in. Um, and I've looked at a couple of circles cause I know that people do um, mediumship circles, but I mean, this is more of a question for you actually, because um, I watched that, um, that Netflix program was it, is it surviving death mm-hmm. and they, they meet every week and they have their, their mediumship circle Um, And I think the lady on there was saying that she doesn't, she doesn't go on holiday. She doesn't ever take a week off. She has to be there every week. So I think that's something that, that puts me off the fact that you have to commit to it every week, but I don't know if that's a real thing or not.
0: You know, in that episode, I think you're talking about the, the trance mediumship episode and you know, that's kind of got a lot of mediums and um, psychics up in arms a little bit. They mm-hmm. went really intense. It kind of had a, yeah, a scare, a scare away vibe to it where yeah. yeah you're saying, ooh, that's intimidating. And also the trans medium, you know, she says, you know, you're born a trans medium. I'm, you know, I'm one of the few people that can do this and all that. So that was a a poor example of developing mediumship for sure. I think um, joining a circle is absolutely amazing and empowering and sitting in meditation and raising your vibration and sitting in your own power together as a group of kind of like-minded people who are all there for a similar purpose Mm -hmm. is so amazing. There's nothing that you can compare it to. It's, it's, I've literally felt high like like I'm on something <laughs> I don't know because I've just gotten to these levels especially in group and mm-hmm. you know I've I've contacted kind of angel realms through these circles and all kinds of different levels of consciousness that I think mm-hmm. I wouldn't necessarily have on my own. So I, I think if you're, if you're drawn to a circle, go for it. It is nothing like in my experience, like that show. Um, Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be able to do it if I had to, um, you know, dedicate my whole life to it. I do have other priorities Mm
1: -hmm. and, you know,
0: everybody can go at their own pace. Everybody can Mm -hmm. go at their own pace. Like, and you never want to compare yourself to another person. I think you Mm -hmm. are pretty naturally mutimistic. I think, a lot of people might see you take off and be like, oh, I'm not quite as good as her. I could see that happening. Um, sadly, we do compare ourselves to other people a little bit too much. Yeah. But no, I wouldn't say that show is a good example of a mediumship mm. development circle at all.
1: <laughs> I thought so. I thought so. But yeah, it's definitely something I'd want to do because I think as well, it, when you meet those like-minded people in that sort of pl- you need it needs to be a real sort of safe space where you can speak about your experiences and nobody's going to judge you because everybody probably has had similar experiences as well so yeah I think it's something I I definitely like to do and I think I'm opening and opening up to it more every day just from my sort of natural abilities already yeah. from the experiences that I've had so
0: yeah. yeah and I think you're kind of being called to it and um You know, seeing you kind of catapult on this journey you've never really set out to do, but it all seems so faded when you look back. Seeing you is amazing. You know, you've grown your page so beautifully and in an uh, in an authentic way your your energy on your page is absolutely beautiful your energy in real life is absolutely beautiful so i so appreciate connecting with you and i'm glad that we have met each other and now on video we're chatting how beautiful and i've had a reading from you you've had my numerology i'm sure we'll stay interlinked in some way through the years and so um i think just it's just a, such a beautiful sign that you are in a, in an alignment with your plan in this momentum that you have behind you kind of almost effortless seeming momentum so that's amazing i'm wondering to kind of wrap it up do you have anything that you would say to people who are kind of yearning to set out in some sort of spiritual business or try something new in their spiritual life
1: mm. I think just just go for it it sounds so simple but it, it I feel like practice makes perfect and I think I've said it before about the perfectionism but people need to realize that it's like a journey like even now I've got I've, I've got this great Instagram and I'm really happy with how it's growing and it's very organic but at the same time I know I've got so much further to go and so much more to absorb and that's that's okay so yeah I think don't don't be afraid of like beginning starting at the beginning because everybody's been there at one time and I think as well I think more people need to realize that actually we all have like psychic abilities and we all have these gifts it's up to you if you want to open up to it and I think pe- more people should be like listening to their dreams and stuff as well I've had some really like interesting dreams particular about my mum actually after she passed I had a dream about her Um, And she was in our family home living room and she was just moving around the furniture. And I was just watching her moving the furniture and she just kept saying, it's okay. It's okay. Just kept moving the furniture. And then I went back to my family home like a few weeks later and my dad's new girlfriend had moved around all of the furniture into a different place. And it had always been in that spot. It had never moved for, you know, 30 years. It had never, it never moved and I knew that it was just my mum's way of saying it's OK to move things around, even though I'm not around anymore. You don't have to keep it how it was when I was alive. You can change it. So it's almost like her way of saying it's OK that she's moved it. I'm, I'm OK with it. So just little things like that, writing in a dream journal, I think would open up people's minds completely, because sometimes it doesn't make sense until much later. And the only reason that dream stuck with me so much was because it was so incredibly vivid. It was like I was in the room watching her. It was amazing.
0: Wow. I love that so much. And I feel like, like what you're saying, once you open your energy and open the door to it more and more will start to happen. Right. So, Oh, that's so nice. Your mom communicating with you in dreams. Oh my goodness. And prophetic in a prophetic Mm -hmm. way where she's about to, you know, she's, she knows you're about to see this and she's like, it's okay. (laughs) It's all right.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I think there's there's a protectiveness isn't there to like when you lose a parent, you don't want them to stop being the, you know, that's, that's your mum. Like that's, that's your, you know, she's given birth to me. She's my, she's my blood. So I think sometimes getting that reassurance from you, from your parent when, when you're, you know, my dad has remarried, it's, it's almost giving her approval. Yeah. yeah it's beautiful yeah. I think little things like that little things in your dreams because I feel like they almost find it easier to come to us in dreams because it's less scary almost mm-hmm. yeah you know, when yeah you might see things in real life and witness and hear things in in the real world it's quite it's quite scary but in a dream it's almost easier
0: to take mm-hmm. I don't know
1: yeah
0: Do agree? I 100% agree yeah and I, I know um, I've had some dreams that are pretty um, comforting. Mm. And had I been awake, I probably wouldn't have even received the message in the same way. So I totally get what you're saying. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for joining me on the podcast. And uh, mm. where can people find you if they want to check out your stuff?
1: Yeah. So um, I've got a website, solar um and my Instagram at Soul Sister Tara, and I'm on TikTok too. If you're, if you like TikTok,
0: yeah, and your <laughs> so TikToks. I, I don't have TikTok, but you do post them to Instagram as well sometimes. Yeah. And I just love them. Love, love, love. <laughs> They're so funny. So funny. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. I will put all those links in the show notes as well. Okay, Emily. Thanks a lot. I hope you come on again one day. This was a really, really fun chat and it's good to connect with you in a longer form than just over Instagram. So <laughs> I appreciate yeah. you coming on.
1: Oh, thank you. It's been great. I've loved it. And I, I love this podcast. I literally, I, list, I think I told you, I listened to you on my little walks to the coffee shop.
0: Ah, oh. oh, Thank you very much. That makes a big <laughs> smile appear on my face here. Oh, that's so nice. All right. Well, you have a good day. Hopefully we connect again on here. And I thank you again. Enjoy.
1: Thank you so much.
0: So, that is it for this episode, friends. I really hope you enjoyed my chat with Emily. I sure did. I really appreciate her taking out her time. You know, it's not easy scheduling UK to BC, it's eight hours difference. So, we managed to do it even with my son home from school because he couldn't go because he had the sniffles. <laughs> so, the little pause break that you hear in the middle was because he busted into the room and just had a quick chat with me. So I cut that out. <laughs> Emily was privy to it, but <laughs> anyway, life, right? But I really hope you enjoyed. I've put all of her links in the show notes. So please do check out Emily, uh, Emily's pages if you haven't already. She does beautiful tarot readings and I highly suggest them. Until we meet again, friends, thanks for tuning in.